Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Okay, I have a question. So when it comes to love, do you think it's better to go for someone who's safe and really nice, but kind of boring? Or do you think it's better to just set your expectations high, shoot for the moon, go for a partner who's exciting, but kind of unpredictable and all over the place? All right. Well, I don't know about you, but where I'm sitting, neither choice sounds good to me. (laughs) Like they both sound bad. I mean, why would you go out with someone who you're already perceiving as boring or dull And on the flip side, if you're getting attracted to the ups and downs of the unpredictable excitement and red flags are flying all over the place, I mean, why would you do that as well? Why not look for someone who is safe, nice, exciting, and interesting? In other words, why would you settle? Well, I can hear your answer already (laughs) because I know you by now. You're saying to me, Kim, it's impossible to have both. I, if, if I knew a guy or if I knew a woman like that, I like sign me up, right? Usually I encounter one or the other. And see, this is where I see the word picky come in. Because a lot of my clients and friends, and even in the past I felt this too, they claim that the reason why they're single is that they're picky. That's why they can't find love. But to me, it's really how you define that. And this is where people misinterpret the term and really get tripped up. So I actually see that there are three definitions of pickiness, if you will. I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm sticking to it. Because I, as I go through these three definitions, really think about this for yourself. Because I think when people say the word picky, there's a negative association with it. But I argue that pickiness isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's, it's the way that it gets defined for you. Okay, number one, if being picky is having high standards for yourself because you know your worth, you know your value, you are so clear in what it is that you really want, that is not a bad thing. That means you've done the work, you're evolved, you are so certain on what you're looking for that, you know what, you deserve to be a little selective at this point because you've done the work, okay? Number two, if your pickiness has to do with you not having a lot of dating experience, you also get a pass. Now, this is what I mean by this. Let's say, and actually, I have had a lot of clients in this um, position where they haven't had a lot of dating experience and say they're in their 40s. What is really common is that these clients end up getting attracted to really hot young things. (laughs) And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Why? Because when they were in their adolescence, for some reason, they didn't have the experience of having the teenage crushes, going out with the hot guy, you know, having sex when they were younger. So, um, you know, I almost tell my clients who go through this, it's, it's like you have to think of yourself as in high school. 
You can't compare yourself to other 40 year olds because you are just going along your journey and you're gaining experience. So you know what? You deserve to be picky. Go for those hot young things and get yourself some experience and then come back when you're ready to graduate to college. And then we'll talk about what you're looking for next, <laughs> you know? So I, I, again, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's part of your journey. But here's, here's the third pickiness is where I see it becomes problematic. If you're, if you're being picky because there is fear, it's a fear-based pickiness, if you will, and it's almost acting as a love shield. So, you know, fear of being lonely, fear of running out of time, fear of FOMO, right? Fear of missing out on an opportunity, fear of not being good enough, fear of not being pretty enough, da-da-da-da-da. And it's no longer about who you are dating, but it becomes about what you are scared of losing or fear of rejection. That's where I see people really having problems and either they shut down or dating becomes this like big, fat, laborious job. And here's the other thing about that is that, you know, being picky isn't just about the initial asking out part. It's about the entire process of getting to know someone. And so that's why being aware of former patterns in relationships are so important. You know, so like in the past, if you used to date people who had like really bad tempers, say, fast forward, now that's on your list, right? That you are going to make sure that this time, this person doesn't show signs of intense anger. But the problem is, is that if you're so scared of that, that even just like a little bit of edge you interpret as intense anger, you might dismiss someone fabulous who is just having a bad day. And so I see this all the time. I, you know, if those of you hadn't heard my archetype podcast, you need to, because I go over my five dating archetypes. And one of my archetypes, I call the list lady. Now these list ladies, they list all the qualifications that a man must have. And you know what? Men do this too, by the way. So I should probably have a word for them as well. I don't. So if anyone has ideas, let me know. But basically you have a list of all these qualifications that a partner must have in order to get past the first click, in order to get past the first date, in order to get past the first kiss, right? But really what is on this list is a list of fears. So if your pickiness is fear-based, then guess what? No one is going to be good enough or check off all the marks on your list because it's a way of preventing yourself from getting hurt. So this is what we're going to talk about today. And I have someone on the line who I actually have never spoken to up until about five minutes ago, and she's lovely. And she is wondering if her pickiness is acting as her love shield. So I'm super excited to talk to her. Hi, Gwen. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hopping on. No, I was super excited to talk about this because this is an area that I think a lot of people struggle with. And, um, you know, maybe just for everyone, and, and I'm, I'm just getting to know you too, if you could just let us know, like, how old you are, what you do for a living, and what is it that I can help you with? Sure. Um, so I'm 37. Um, I work in marketing. Um, and um, so I... I would consider myself 
a late bloomer. I'm just kind of thinking about what you're talking about. Ah. So I probably fit a little bit of that, um, you know, didn't have as much experience back then. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with, well, there's two things on my mind. One mm-hmm. is um, the more immediate thing, which is I've been on several dates with a guy about seven and I, you know, at first I really liked him. Um, and then I, you know, started, well, first I, I don't know, I feel like maybe I made out too early, but then <laughs> later, um, that really You're going through your teenage years, Gwen, you gotta sit, that's okay. See, it's a good makeout session. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and then later, you know, as I got to know more, I, I just, I don't know, the spark's not there. And I just feel like I'm noticing things about him that aren't great. Um, and so I'm just, just not, not that into him anymore. And I, you know, was going to talk about it with him and I pretty much almost made up my mind. And now I just don't know how I'm going to break it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In the meantime, the other issue is, um, you know, cause I, I talked to my dad about these things and he has always said, you're too picky. You know, you're not getting any younger. If you keep going this way, you're, there's not going to be anyone. You're always, you're going to find something wrong. And he had this analogy of some peach tree story. I don't know where he got it from, but the the short version is, you know, you go walk down a lane of peach trees and, you know, the first one, oh, this is a a great tree. And you pick up a peach and you're like, well, there's probably a better one down the line. So you keep Mm -hmm. going down until you get to the end and then there's no more peach trees and you end up with no peaches. And so he's saying, (laughs) I'm like that person. Right, right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Well, I actually think these two scenarios that you just said are related, but let's kind of dive into that. So, okay. I, because I don't know much about you. Um, it sounds like, are you, do you have a close relationship with your dad? Yeah. Uh, I'd say pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice that you like, you were talking to him about like, when he said to you that you have always been picky, like, have you, are you picky in other areas of your life too, or just with men or like, tell me more about that, like growing up and stuff like that. Like, where is this all coming from? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I think, um, I mean, I could say I'm a, not that bad. Maybe a little bit of a piggy eater. I don't, I don't think it's that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do tend to be indecisive. Like I'll, I'll always ah. want to make sure I'm making the right choice. And that could be related a little bit to this, this FOMO thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I, um, I did a dating program and that was where I learned this concept of dating more than one person at once. Because before yeah. that I was always... I'll just date this one person, then if it doesn't work out, then I'm disappointed, then I start again. And um, the concept they introduced to us is, you know, three dating, um, going on dates with three people, not, you know, not a serious relationship yet, but going on dates with three different people at, at the same time is, is a good number because one, you're putting all your eggs in one basket, two, you're deciding between two people, and then three, you have options, you're great. So um, I've kind of subscribe to this idea now and I, I, I kind of agree and I like it. Um, mm-hmm. But then sometimes I do find myself feeling like, oh, you know, maybe there's someone out there who's better and, um, or, 
or some mm. of it also just it I am enjoying it which is great and I'm like oh this is nice I get to find out about these different guys and what I like and don't like um and then my dad said oh but I'm worried that you're just gonna you're, you're just having fun you're just you know getting to know these people but you're not like making any choices um mm -hmm. although now that I think about it, I disagree a little bit because um I think from what you said I I haven't had that much dating experience I think compared to other people um mm -hmm. in the past so maybe this is my time to sort of you know mm -hmm. figure yeah. out what exactly I like yeah oh okay no thanks for sharing that so I'm, I'm kind of you you said something really interesting just now the whole thing about being indecisive and making the right choice like how does that show up for you like can you give me examples in like other areas of your life that that happens um i mean in general if, if you, before i buy anything i i will kind of research you know one versus the other and i'll just spend mm -hmm. way too much time I think compared to other people, they'll probably just make a gut choice. They'll just make a choice and I'll be like, okay, well, this one costs a little bit less, but this one comes in a different color. And, you know, how am I going to feel when I use this thing? Will I like it in my home or mm -hmm, that kind mm -hmm. of thing? Um, uh, uh -huh. Do you do that in business as well? Like in your work life? Um, yeah, I can. Yes. And I think that may be related to a little bit of insecurity and not being confident in that, you know, am I making, is this the right mm -hmm. choice? So I've noticed in the past, I would go to my supervisor and say, okay, I have, you know, I've made these variations on this ad or, you know, you know I've written two different, you know, three, four different versions of this copy. Um, mm -hmm. Which one do you do like? And I've gotten back some feedback that, um, you know, either of these is fine. I think you can make your a decision. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's an example in a professional setting. Yeah. Okay. So the, I mean, the indecisiveness kind of shows up for you in different, like, I always say what shows up in one area leaks into others and there's a pattern with that. And, but you're saying there's almost an insecurity that goes along with that. And, you know, I, I would even go so far to say, I think another layer to that is like, you know, being able to trust yourself that you're making the right decision, like trust. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Does that feel familiar? Yeah, that resonates with me. <clears throat> Can you tell me a little more about your upbringing? Like where, do you have a, an idea where this is coming from? Like of you not trusting yourself? Did you, you know what I mean? Like, did your parents kind of make a lot of decisions for you or question you a lot or, you know, how was that growing up? Yeah. Um, in fact, so I um, come from a family where, um, so it's, it's an Asian family. My dad is, uh, sort of the like the man of the house you know mm. would make all the decisions not all the decisions but mm -hmm. sort of the that kind of a dominating figure um and growing up um one of these not great experiences i, I i've journaled about and, and, and talked about is um and counseling and things and kind of come to terms with is um yeah he you know he was impatient and you know, he would sometimes take out his anger on, you know, his kids. And 
so I was slow at math. So one example is very clear in my memory is, you know, I would come, I, I had trouble telling time and counting to a certain, uh, I didn't get the, the this flip of the digits from like 99 to 100. Anyway, and so mm-hmm. he made me practice and he brought home a huge thing of bottle caps from work. And I had, I'd have to do this, you know, before or after my regular homework and count them. And I would mess up and invariably, invariably I would mess up and then he would, you know, kind of yell at me and say, what's wrong with you? Why are you so stupid? Why don't you get this? So definitely I had a -hmm. lot of insecurity from that. And so two things, one is that of feeling like I'm, maybe I'm not that smart. Maybe I don't know how things work and and therefore I I can't make a decision. And secondly, he was overprotective and, you know, he, he did want to, he had a hard life growing up. So he wanted to give the best for his family. Um, and so, but the double-edged of that, that sort of you know, is that he did so much for us that I, and then me being the youngest, he overprotected me and didn't really let me do a lot of things. And so I didn't learn from mistakes. And and so then I would feel like, I, I don't know, I, I have to go to an authority figure or someone else, an expert and ask, you know, to, to know what the right thing is, the right choice. Ah, basically, dad. You, mm-hmm. So you have to ask dad. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm connecting just the, the, the old tape, if you will, is that when you have to make a decision, you go through like the selection process, kind of like, you know, when you were younger, but in fear of not getting it right, and so that you would have to rely on dad's kind of final say, right? Or if you didn't do it right, he would get impatient mm-hmm. and kind of angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, got it. Okay. Do you see the connection with maybe yeah. how your pickiness might play out even now with men? Yeah. Um... You know, I did say to this person that I'm thinking of breaking things off with, um, I did say, you know, once I thought things were going too fast, I said I wanted to slow it down. And I said, um, you know, I don't want to hurt you. Um, and I want to slow it down because I want to be, and I also mentioned that I wasn't ready to be exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to, you know, go and date to other people because I wanted to, make the right choice because they wanted mm. to take my time. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but um, part of, yeah, it relates a bit in that I am scared of, you know, making the wrong choice. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, everyone has a different path and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely I'm realizing the older I get that life is not neat and tidy, but as much as possible, I'd, I'd rather not have to, you know, get married and get divorced or, you know, I don't want to, I'd rather, I, I think even though it might be hard, I'd rather be single than be in a, in a unfulfilled relationship. So yeah, maybe there's that fear of that, that, that also adds to me feeling like, okay, I, I have to make the right choice. And so I, I, um, I need to be careful. Right. Right. Ah, uh, okay. I got it. By the way, where was mom with all this? Um, 
My mom was, I was actually a lot closer to my mom growing up. Um, she was very understanding. I would kind of like mm. my best friend. I would go to her for anything. Um, and she was very patient. And I think she just encouraged me to, I don't know, just improve. Um, I, I don't think, um, hmm. I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it's interesting because the male figure in your home was, it was more about the decision-making thing. Like you said, like it was kind of traditional in a sense of the Asian culture, right? Where That's true, right. So he would make most of the household decisions. So um, in general, I think she would follow his lead. I mean, she mm-hmm. wasn't a complete doormat, but she definitely let him lead, um, so when, and, and, and then we'll kind of move forward. I, and I think this is a really important point, you know, in terms of where the pickiness is showing up for you, but then give you, you know, some ideas and how to use your pickiness to your potential, right? Like it's not, like I said in the beginning, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you're, it's partly a learning thing. Like you said, like that you want to make sure this is right for you, but also, being able to trust yourself that you are making good decisions and that you don't have to rely on other people. You can ask for people's offerings and opinions and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you have the power and that you have the confidence and the knowledge to make whatever decision you want for you. And I think that's where you're getting tripped up a little bit. Like I still think you're not trusting yourself in some, some ways. Right. Yeah. Um, and maybe part of that is um, that in the past, so I haven't had a lot of dating relationship experience, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I did have, I guess, two sort of relationships um, where they were really nice guys, but I, I wasn't really that into them. Um, they were much more into me. And mm. in the end, I um, ended up you know, hurting them, especially one of them. And to me, that experience showed me, you know, I, I, thought, I thought I was making the right choice in that, okay, you know, I, I, I don't want to date someone who might have, you know, um, anger issues like my dad or be a little bit controlling. So I was moving right. a little bit away towards that as a reaction. But then I ended up with these really nice guys where I, for whatever reason, I wasn't that attracted to. And so mm-hmm. I think now, I, you know, sort of exploring not necessarily that I want to be with a bad boy, but you know, I've never, I've never done that. Um, but it's funny because I had a, a friend tell me, um, a friend and mentor tell me, you know, maybe it would be good for you to date someone who's slightly edgier than you and bring you out of your comfort uh-huh. zone. And you know, I'd love to see you just be head over heels in love with someone like you. That would be great for you. So right, right. It, well, it's kind of like what I said in the beginning, where you could have. you know, like all the ingredients that you want to, but, but like you, so many people think it's either one or the other. And it's, it's, um, I always say like, I feel like you're in a time of recalibration, right? Like you, you tried the other guys on for size, like those peaches, right? (laughs) Now, now maybe you could try a different fruit even if you wanted to, like, you don't even have to stick with peaches (laughs) to your dad's point. And, and see what kind, you know, maybe it's a fruit salad. Like it doesn't have to be one fruit or the other. And I think that's kind of where you're at, but know that you have the power to make the right decisions and to have the confidence to trust yourself with all of that without having like dad hanging over your head. Like he can be there 
and you can ask them things, but at the end of the day, it's your decision. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing that to be okay with that, because I think there's a tie-in here with the, you know, kind of the male that you grew up with, you know, had that kind of dominance in your decision-making, you know, and, and trusting yourself. And then he became overprotective. So he didn't allow you to fail, so to mm-hmm. speak. He was protective of that, right? He wanted the best for you. And that's, I mean, so common on how sometimes love is expressed, right? Like he obviously loves you to death. And he just didn't want to see you fall. It reminds me kind of like, you know, when a baby, um, you know, the pacifier gets lost or gets thrown on the ground and, and the mom quickly goes and like picks it up and puts it back in the mouth and like, oh, you know, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. But but you got to let the baby cry sometimes. Like at some point you got to take the pacifier away from the baby and you got to just let it stay on the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I think, I think you're so spot on with it's just like where you are in your development, you know, you're, you're going through a little bit of the latency and you tried some of, some of those other guys on for size who kind of dictated the relationship in the sense that they liked you more than you liked them. And so you felt like, oh, okay, well, that's the right decision. So again, you let them drive your decision, but you're at the point, no, I can make my own decisions. Thank you very much. Right, right. How does that sound? Like, how does that feel to you when I say all that stuff? Excuse me. I, I think it's... It feels, it's starting to feel better. I, mm-hmm. um, I still worry a little bit, but I feel like the more I've been dating, the more yeah. I, I know what I want or don't want, um, or like or don't like. Um, but going back to what you raised before, that's really interesting. I'm still a little incredulous to the mm-hmm. idea that what can I really have both? Can I have a guy who's mm-hmm. both nice and, you know, attractive and this and that? And it almost feels too good to be true. But maybe I just haven't met that person yet. Do you think you deserve that? Yeah. Well, then there's no reason why you can't have that. Like, do you have a job that are you happy in your job? Yes. Is it all the things that you were kind of looking for in a job? Um, for the most part, it has a lot of things, not, mm-hmm. not everything. No, not everything, but there's a lot like what, like 80%, like if you were to put a percentage to it. Yeah. About, yeah. 80%. Okay. So that's pretty high. I mean, no one's going to have a hundred percent. Right. And, and even in relationships and in people, no one's a hundred percent perfect, but 80% is a nice kind of percentage, you know, even if in a partner to have a lot of like good qualities that you're looking for. So how did you get to the job that you were at? Like, how did, how did you do that? Um, I realized, so I was working somewhere else before, um, and I just stayed in it too long. Oh, actually, that's, that's an interesting parallel. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 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 funny how that happens. <laughs> yeah, I had been in there for, yeah, a few years too many, and I, I, just, was at, I just hit a wall. I was at a, dead, at a point where I... Mm-hmm. It wasn't bringing me any joy. I just felt like I was stuck and I was scared for a long time to, to make the move. And eventually um, through reflecting and just various things and working on myself. And I 
was looking for opportunities, something came up. And the funny thing is at first when I saw the posting, Mm -hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, this would be great for me. And then I thought, you know, I know what, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. I I, I don't know if I could get it. And I, I, I saved it it on my, (laughs) I saved it. (laughs) (laughs) You just said that about the guy. Yeah. Um, I saved it on my hard drive or I saved it on my computer and I, I wrote a note like, dream job should I go for it and then I literally put it away for like a week or two and I'm lucky that they reposted it and then when I saw it again I was I thought you know what who who is to tell me that I'm not good enough like I will let let me apply first and looking at all these things I I, it's a really good fit actually so I'm just gonna go for it and then let the chips fall where they may and I and I got it and 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 it's been great so um, I'm glad I that's, you know, realized yeah. I was being a little bit insecure, but I, I um, got over that, that kind of gremlin voice. Right. So how did you get over that gremlin voice? Like, how did you have the confidence to go and interview? Like, what was your mindset? How did you do that? You remember? I, one, I knew I was I think it was the tipping point. I knew I could no longer stay where I was right mm-hmm. at the time. And secondly, when I you know, had been looking as opportunities came up and this one did seem like a really good fit. Um, there's just different things in it. Oh, that, that's something I'm interested in that I already kind of do that thing. I'm, I'm, I'm good at this one. Maybe not as I don't do as much currently in my job, but I, I feel like I could do it. So it just felt like it was, you know, a really good fit. And um, that gave me the confidence to say, you know, I think, I think I have a lot of what they're looking for and it would be, you know, a good fit on both sides. So I'm confident enough that, um, you know, I would, I would do well in interviewing. Um, So whether I get it or not, you know, I I, I think I have a great chance and I, I, I should definitely go for it. I would regret it if I didn't. Uh-huh. And so you walked in into the interview. Did you like like what you were wearing and everything? Like you felt good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you went in there, you were confident, you knew you had all the qualifications that they were looking for. You like you were a badass. Uh oh, I mean, not all but there was, you know, but ninety percent. Um I was still very nervous, but I felt fairly confident, yes. But ninety percent is that's pretty good. Like, are you a perfectionist? Oh, yeah. Okay. I hear that because even when I say 80%, 90%, oh, you're like, oh, but that's not good enough. See, that's, that's, that's dad. That, that's the gremlin is, is dad wanting you to have the best and doing the best and da, 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 da. It's that drilling, you know, and that created a little bit of that insecurity in you. But what if you knew that even 5% is good enough sometimes. You don't have to shoot for the moon every single time. Every date doesn't have to be 100% perfect. My immediate reaction was 5%. That's so low. <laughs> right, that's so low. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. See, th- this is where I think you're getting tripped up, even in your selection process, is that you have a little bit 
first of all, you're not trusting your decision. You're recalibrating. You don't want what you had, right? So you have the list. You're confused. You haven't had a lot of experience, right? And then on top of it, you have this like perfectionistic, I think, um, thing going on, but that's just an old gremlin. But I want to go back to the analogy of how you landed this job because I want to go move into the tips part and how you can do the exact same thing in selecting a man, just okay. like you selected a job because you ended up at a job that you're 80% happy. I mean, like if you were to put a percentage to how happy you are with this guy that you're with now that you're about to get rid of, like what percentage would you say you're at with him? Uh, like 30 to 40. Yeah. Okay. So like would 80% be better? Like, could you live with that? Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So that was a pretty like emphatic. Yes. I'm happy to hear that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Cause if you were to say, no, Kim, I want a hundred percent. Again, like nobody's 100% of 100%. So I always like to give a little leeway with people. And sometimes the things that you think that you don't like in the beginning ends up being something that's not so bad. You know, that's when you hear people like do different lists of negotiables versus non-negotiables, right? Like things that you can absolutely live without and things that you, you know, you really want. So here's what I'm actually going to apply the exact same thing that you did with a job, because I always say confidence comes from experience. And when you have a positive experience in one area, why not replicate it and, and put it towards the other area in your life that you're not feeling so confident in. So do what you did with this job. I want you to, and I don't know if you've done this yet. Like, have you written out like your dream boy? I have. Um, Yeah. Like, have you seen what he looks like? Have you seen like the qualifications? Have you actually put it in front of you? Like almost like a vision for yourself? Not quite yet. But one, Mm -hmm. oh, go ahead. One thing that comes up is when I do that, I mean, some days I feel confident, but other days I feel like, who am I kidding? Like if I, if that's my dream person, I can't get that person. Like I'm, you know, that's when I don't get, when I hear mm. and I feel like, what if, I, you know, I'm not smart enough, this guy, you know, to, he, you know, I don't have it together enough, you know, mm-hmm. as an adult, like my life, I feel like I'm still, you know. T- and that's where the work, and Gwen, that's exactly where the work is. Because if you don't feel good enough, then guess what? You won't be. And you'll attract someone like just like the nice guys who don't have it all because they're, you're matching that vibration because that's safer and that's where you feel that you're at. And what I'm telling you to do is actually apply the same thing that you did with your job because remember in the beginning when you saw the job, you, you kind of held on to it and you're like, oh, who am I to apply for this job? I'm not good enough. You did the same thing. But then, <laughs> right, right? So I want you to do the same thing. I want you to put out, like, I don't care, call him your poster child. Like, I don't know, I'm probably, yeah, I'm way older than you. I, like, Sean Cassidy was, like, really big back in the day, and everyone had a poster, t- poster of Sean Cassidy. You probably don't even know who he is, but. I've heard of David Cassidy. 
David, Cassidy, Sean, kid, they all were like cute boys with oh. long hair and like really bad outfits. But anyway, um, they <laughs> that was like what we all, sh- like, oh, that would be my dream. I want you to like create a poster child, okay, for yourself. And I don't care how far-fetched it is. Just put it out there. Like maybe put a picture of him on and write all the qualifications that you're looking for in a guy. Now, the second thing I want you to do is exactly what you did for your job. You listed out all your qualifications that you knew you were badass and that you could have that job because you knew you had the skills. Guess what? I want you to do the same thing with the men. I want you to write out all the things you love about yourself from the way you look to your personality, to your skills, your talents, to what you offer in a relationship, like you're badass. You're badass Gwen, <laughs> okay? Because you you are actually operating at a place where you're kind of relying on the guy to dictate a little bit, just like you did with dad, your decisions. And I'm flipping the switch and I want I want it to come from more of a proactive way of looking at it where it's coming from you. That's where you get to be the badass and, and empower yourself that you're going to make the right decision based on your qualifications, just like you did with the job. Mm. Okay. Number three, I want you to go on every date like you did in that interview. I want you to walk on into those dates like you're the cat's meow with your red dress. And I want you to have the attitude, look, buddy, I know who I am. What do you got for me? not that you're going to say that out loud, but I want you to have that kind of like empowering, empowering attitude. And, you know, I can hear you all listening saying, oh, well, that's so bitchy. Like no one likes that. And that's not what I'm saying because Gwen isn't a bitch. So there's no way that she's going to be that. (laughs) A little bit of badass in you, you, you could deserve to have some of that. You know what I mean? Because you're so nice. Like I hear it over the phone. If you want a little edginess, you got to be edgy too. There's a little bit of coyness that goes with that, but it's, it's a quiet confidence is what it is. It's knowing that you can walk in a room and know all the qualifications that you have, just like you did on the job and land every single date you go on. And then you get to choose who you want to move on to. See, now I'm putting you in the driver's seat instead of the passenger seat. You've been in the passenger seat the whole time. Number four, and this is what you really need to start working on, is that I want you to create an an accomplishment chart. And every time you go out on a date and you have success with a date and you are having fun and just like, you know, date up a storm. Try on, like, seriously, taste every fruit there is out in the garden and tell dad, you know, to just, dad, I'm, I'm tasting a lot of fruit right now. I'm not just going for the peaches, okay? <laughs> and you're making a fruit salad and you're just going to see what feels right to you. And I wouldn't get in a relationship right now at all. I think you're right. I think you're spot on. You need, it's like the number two pickiness that I talked about. I think you just need to gain some experience because it's like dating yourself a little bit. Hmm. And your accountability chart, what that is, is that you're going to, every time you have a win, 
And in your mind, it's going to be really small, like that 5% thing that I was talking about. I want you to put up on the accomplishment chart. I, I put on a red dress and I attracted a man in a grocery store today. That's a win. I know for you, that's like, oh, Kim, that's not even like, that's not 90%. No, that, that's working towards your goal of being empowered and making decisions by yourself. Got it. And I think if you just start with those things and then just date a while and make your own fruit salad, you'll be on your way. <laughs> I love that analogy. <laughs> That's well, I'm just going with dad's, dad's <laughs> analogy. We got to go with, you know, what you were given and that was the piece of fruit. So we got to make it into something a little more special for you. How does that all feel? That, that feels great. I, I think those are great tips. I'm, I'm definitely going to apply these. I feel hopeful and, and yeah, that's, I'm almost like, why didn't I think of that? That's a great way to what yeah how you do I think there's a phrase how you do one thing is how you do everything or maybe not everything right. but yeah I can apply what I did with my job to my dating life yeah yeah you just have like you're just getting in your own way with all of this stuff because of the like just messages I think you got growing up and so you're not trusting yourself and it's getting confusing and you know just turn off all that noise that's in your head and what other people are saying and doing it's really your time to pull in it's your garden you get to pick what you want you get to taste what you want and nobody has any say you can seriously ask for people's opinions. That's fine. But at the end of the day, you're going to make the final decision. Hmm. I like that. Good. I like this for you too. And you know what? If you want help, like continuing on this journey, we can totally talk offline to keep this stuff going because the, the challenge for you will be having the accountability piece so that like when you get to that next phase, it's then what? Because I don't want you slipping backwards into mm. the insecurity part mm. where now you're so confused. Because I have a feeling once you start this, you're going to have like all these guys in your garden and you're going to be like, <laughs> ah, now, <laughs> now what do I do? You know, but that'll be a good problem to have that I would love to help you with. <laughs> mm. So, Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I am so glad. I feel really good for you too. And I'm excited for you. And just thanks for coming on and being vulnerable to this. You know, you're on your way. Yeah. You thank that? you so much, Kim. I'm, I'm so glad I came on. I, this is great. I, this is just what I needed. Um, I'm going to digest this all, the fruit salad and yeah, <laughs> and yeah no, and get into all that. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient, and I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you are looking to have a breakthrough, just like Gwen did, make sure you sign up for a free coaching session with me by clicking on a link provided in the show description. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. 